0: That grass on the Piccadilly Gardens, I do <laughs> me, eh?
1: I think that argument possibly fell down when you said people started growing beards eight years
0: ago.
2: <laughs> and within about 0.011 seconds, he'd stood up, ripped my button off my shirt and headbutted me. Natural
0: wine, go, Well, that smells like shit, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and here
1: you can hear the sound of listeners dropping away. <laughs>
2: Hello and welcome to the second Confidential Podcast with me, David Blake, food and drink editor Deanna Thomas.
1: Oh, hello. i I'm woken up now.
2: Hello. Come on, this is the second one. You're supposed to have it by now. And publisher and restaurant critic Mark Gordo-Garner. Hello. Who has promised to behave this week. I uh,
0: have. Well, I'm a bit tired. I've been in uh, Lyon all weekend eating meat starred food, mm. so it's been a trial.
2: Sounds terrible. We're surprised you, to have you back, a, actually. That's a dig in it. Cheers,
0: mate. <laughs> <laughs> Get that one in early. You still, you still
1: were dying for a chippy when you got back, though, weren't you? You I can was. take the man out of Manchester, however.
2: I know. We're pleased that the team here in Federation House, Manchester City Centre, have let us back to make a second one, following the pilot episode, which my team reliably informs me almost broke Spotify. Such was the the traffic. So we're hoping for a bit more of that.
1: Well, they decided to settle out of court, didn't they? So we're allowed back in.
2: (laughs) And we're a little surprised to be invited back after Gordo had a go at them for serving tap water in mugs, as well as taking a pop at Vegans, Jamie Oliver, people with beards, pigs, pavements, natural wine. Um, I'm sure there was more, actually, but let's move on. This week we have a guest. Let me introduce Executive Chef or Chef Patron? Chef Patron. Chef patron. Yes. Right, you, you, can, you can probably uh, tell us what the difference... He's lad today, isn't he? Uh, uh, a, up, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> difference between the chef patron and executive like chef a in a bit. Uh, let me introduce <laughs> chef patron of Adam Reed at the French, at the Midland Hotel, and star of BBC's Great British Menu, Adam Reed. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Now you say hello. All right, mate. <laughs> there we go. Right, now, Adam, you were finalist on the Great British Menu... In 2016, yep, and now you're back in 2019, three years later. So why
3: go back if you've already won? Um, well, because the first one ran out, and I had to go back and uh, get a little bit more. Um, no, we, we well, when I did the first time, it was obviously the French by Simon Rogan, um, not what it is now, which is Adam Reed at the French. So it was a good opportunity really to go back and show what it is that we do at the restaurant now and the the way that I cook. Okay, good answer. Do you see a bump
2: in reservations straight after being on telly? And uh, if so, do you get a nudge from the, the bosses at the hotel saying, go on, Adam, get back on the box, mate?
3: No, it's, 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 um, it's really it's driven by by um, well by me, really, wanting to, to promote the restaurant, promote what I do, and try and get back in the public eye. Um, that's part of, of being a, a restaurateur at the level that we work at, or a chef at the level we work, try and work at now. Is it's almost um, a requirement that you have some kind of like, you know, TV publicity, something like that. Um, so it was really me to drive it forward. But again, I just, I just wanted it as a, an opportunity to show where I've come to now because mm. I'm my own chef. I've got my own restaurant and I cook my own food now. So.
1: Has it brought in some fans? Have you got your own little kind of posse of gourmets? Are you like the gourmets?
3: Bit of crumpet yeah, yeah. now. Well, no, no, no. I've, I've got two kids and I'm about six years older now, did you so think like a bit of crumpet. Bit of crumpet. I wanted to put <laughs> yeah. a food reference
1: in there. You <laughs> see, no, crumpet. but have you got yeah. some All ladies who you know nudge at your place? Oh, no, we've seen you Omen. on the telly. Omen. And they, yeah, eat.
3: well, yeah, be like very inclusive. It's probably more towards that side of it anyway. Yeah, yeah good. Um, no, we well it, that goes from the first time I did it as well. You know, there's there's a real core following for. For Great British menu or GBM as we call it. In the business. In the biz. <laughs> um so yeah, you get you get the, the kind of fans of the show coming along, and that's kind of what we're seeing at the moment. Straight we've only done the regionals at the moment, uh, or the regional show. So you've still got the week of the finals um to go where you decide who's going to be at the banquet. So we're seeing a, a pickup at the moment of those core fans coming along. The guy you know, the the the, the people who came Last time I won the show, um, returning to see what it is I'm doing now. So yeah, it's 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 positive, and I get some good spin. But this time round, it's been funny actually because um, I got a bit of stick. <laughs> actually, cool. um, yeah, the first time it was all really positive and really you know really well intentioned and everything. This time round, I think I think I was portrayed as a little bit of the panto villain, oh. shall we say. So I got a bit of stick on social media saying I was a bit overconfident. I was a bit. Uh, Cocky. I even had one person say I was a racist because I uh, because I beat Rishikesh. So I don't, I don't know. I'll have to lose next time just to make sure I'm PC.
0: Right? I, I, I've got to say, the more comments you get, the better. Bad or good. I'm yeah. Well, you'll know it. that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm well used to yeah, it. Let me yeah. tell you, to yeah. 16 years of being battered, I'm still alive. If you
2: haven't seen Great British Menu, Adam, you won the dessert course in 2016 with the golden empire, which was quite a spectacle.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It was um it's a it's a sugar-blown apple. That's gold, obviously, and then we fill it with an apple crumble. So, but it it's a...
1: fun to do that on, for a hundred yeah. times on a Saturday night service. And, and you put it,
3: you yeah, put yeah. it on the you put it on the menu. Is it still on the menu? It's been it's been a supplement dish on the menu ever because it's because okay. it's such a bespoke dish. It's difficult to get it into the, the the set menu that we do. So we do it as a supplement dish, and we usually say to people to, to kind of like share it between two at the end of the meal. But we still it still goes, and it's it's ironic because every every year that Great Rich Menu is on, whether I'm on it or not. Um, we get a massive pickup on it. People coming along who, who remember the show, seen the, and they are coming to have the apples. So, I mean, we did, like I say, we, we do it to share. I think we did about 40 the first week that Great British Menu was on this year. So it's uh, it's still a seller. And you're through to
2: the finals. Yes. Again. Yes. So do you want to get a little plug in? Let us know when that's on.
3: Um, well, I'm not 100% sure, actually. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's either the first or second week of May.
1: Have you f- right. you finished filming now? Yeah, it's all done. Right, who won?
3: Well, <laughs> I, I,
2: well, do you have to sign a non disclosure uh, on these type of things? Like, I'm not going to say anything, Like, I'm just trying to trip I know, you
1: up yeah, there. yeah,
2: yeah. That, that's. You, so you could, you could do a. Was it Prue Leaf? Who accidentally revealed uh, the yeah, Bake Off winner on on Twitter?
3: So no, it, yeah, it, that was the great
1: the Bake Off. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, the, yeah was the First year she was on it, wasn't it? Like, yeah, she, she put on Twitter going, oh, "Yeah, you've got you've got one
2: like, one thing you really can't yeah, do. Yeah. Just
3: don't reveal the winner. That's yeah, 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 fine, yeah, yeah. That's something you do, Matt, There, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, me. that's the
1: reason they've not asked him. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> the only yeah. reason they've not
3: asked him to go on the show. age, age, takes you to those places. No, exactly.
0: However, well, because of my age, you do remember. Um, I think it was your first uh, performance or appearance on TV back in 2014 mm. in Restaurant Wars. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, do you think that show ultimately worked against the city, at least in terms of Michelin recognition?
3: Um, I, don't, I think it potentially worked against us as restaurants. I, I have I have a I have a bit of a hang-up now, because obviously I've listened to this for like six years or so yeah. of people talking about... Um, Manchester getting a Michelin star and and uh, it's like I always have to remind people like Manchester's not a restaurant. Like the restaurant's the restaurant and the restaurant's the thing that gets rewarded with a star. The only way Manchester will get a restaurant with a star is by, you know, like supporting it. Um, you know, and by supporting it, I mean going to it, eating in it, not just on a Saturday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday. Um and basically creating a culture where you know, a, a high-end restaurant can be supported. Um So, I mean, in terms of ruining it for Manchester, I, do, I just don't. I don't really see how it could have done. But I think it did. It did play against ourselves a little bit because it just highlighted. But at the end of the day, what you got to remember is that that show at the time was was um, filmed when we opened. So when it was aired, it was a year after. Mm. So we'd already not both restaurants had already not got a start in a whole year. Good point. So the show was just reflection of that. So maybe it might have made it harder for us the year after that, but the fail, not the failings, but the shortcomings that we obviously had or the, where it didn't quite settle for Michelin had already been decided before the show came out.
0: You made an interesting point, different, uh, totally different, uh, to the Michelin thing about <laughs> <clears throat> people supporting restaurants and, uh, eating there all the time, you know, restaurants aren't just for Saturday nights. Uh, The question I get asked most by um, restaurants who are looking for advice is how do I get my restaurant busy at lunchtime? And, um, you know, do you have an answer for that? Um, No, my answer is to just close at lunch,
3: <laughs> which is what <laughs> I do. Um, I, 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 I Fear yeah, that budding restaurateurs. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I think no. I mean, the, the, there's there's a there's a cost argument to be made with, with everything, but I think that any business has to focus on the times where it's going to be most profitable. That's that's mm-hmm. the whole point. What's the point in opening if you're not going to make any money? Because then you you've, you've got you're having to pay for costs when you're not doing anything that that then eat into the experience you can give to someone on a Saturday night, for example, which is your prime time. So, I, I think it ultimately this whole conversation comes down to the food culture that we have in and around Manchester and the Northwest. Mm-hmm. That that is it. If 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 people don't, you know, want to, or or or, or maybe um, just just they might want to, or they just don't you know, eat out midweek or at lunch, then, you know, that's just just the way it is. And and a small restaurant trying to do high-quality food with high-quality ingredients and very small margins and very high costs cannot function by doing 400 covers on a Saturday and nothing all week long, which is what your average um, retailer in in Manchester does. That's how they live. So until we can get to a point where somebody like myself, for example, or, or, you know, Simon over at Manor or um, somebody like that, can go along and not have somebody bankrolling them with millions of pounds in the back pocket just to pay for them to run at a loss. Or, um, you know, we 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 can open a restaurant where we do it on, on our own accord. We focus on quality products, um, and we can consistently do 30 to 40 covers a night, five days a week, because that is the requirement. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do, I can easily, I have to cap it at like 60 covers on a Saturday because I know I can't. Producer quality for any more than that. Blow that many apples. Well, this is it. Yeah, I mean, we blow sugar. That's not a. It's not a simple thing. We focus on amazing produce. We buy all the fish or the meat in from from animals, you know, and then and then turn it into whatever we want it to do. Nothing comes in packaged. or bought, and it takes a lot of hard work and and time to do that. So we can only do so much on a Saturday, and I'm I'm not going to compromise my standards by trying to do too much to pay for a Tuesday or a Thursday lunch or or whatever that is. The problem is that on a Tuesday night I can do ten covers. Mm. You know, you just and you just can't you can't run a business like that. Son, is it difficult. harder
2: to make a, a fine dining restaurant profitable? Do you think? than um, No, a more casual restaurant.
3: Look, I mean, a, a, a high end restaurant will have tighter margins because your costs are always inherently a lot more. So it is harder to to run it um, and make a lot of money out of it. But what you get out of a high end restaurant is is the, the, the prestige and the profile and things like that, which hopefully allow you to go on and do other things. Just look at Heston; you know, he didn't make, he, he didn't get rich by opening the Fat Duck and getting three stars with it. Like, it probably nearly killed him and bankrupted him. But what he got after that is what he is now. You know, one of the most famous well people, not just chefs, like most people, famous people in the country uh, and the world, really um so you know it's you do it for certain reasons but, and a lot of people just do it for the love of it but realistically you know your costs are a hell of a lot higher so if you can't guarantee the consistent product then you're not you're the consistent custom then you yeah that's why it's so difficult to run
0: interestingly um I, at one of the uh, manchester international festivals heston was up here making ice cream. Don't know if you remember that he had a little ice cream. In his nitro in his in his whisker, yeah. It's cool But I interviewed him. I um, said, you know, what was the difference between one star and three stars? He said, well, when I had two stars, I was just doing nothing but but blow my brains out you know, and losing money, uh, and losing my my backers. It was bad news, and I'd been invited to Barcelona to um, to give a speech about how fabulous it is being a two star chef, which he went to because it was paid for the trip. And uh, it was in the middle of the month and he wasn't sure how to pay the wages at the end of the month. It was Mm. coming to that bigger crunch. And apparently um, uh, it was the the, the month when the awards of the Michelin Awards came out. And um, he was called by Michelin to say, right, get ready because we're giving you three stars. So just warning about what's going on. So he said at that point, uh, everything changed because 20 minutes later, and he doesn't know how they found out to this day. I think it was Dauling Kindersley, who I used to uh, do books with, uh, phoned him up and gave him something like half a million quid to get the rights to all these books. And mm-hmm. from that point, it worked. I've heard that off several uh, French chefs that two stars is a pain in the arse.
3: Yeah, it's, it's the middle ground. You know, essentially, there's between one and three stars. There's, there's, and this is going to sound stupid. There's not that much difference. If you get one star theoretically, you you're a good enough chef to be able to get three stars. What you need behind you is the resources. <laughs> yeah. You know, you need someone to bankroll you, or you need to put your life and so. You need to be prepared to to kind of like, you know, kill yourself trying, um, so to speak, and, and and bankrupt yourself trying. So, it's just the it's the level that you do it to. You know, mm. it, it's the same as football. You know, realistically, it's, it's you know, there's no reason a, a, a football club like the one I support, Crew Alexandra, uh, couldn't couldn't get to the top. Weed. <laughs> you know I mean? they're, they're
2: almost as crap as my football team, Grimsby Town. Well,
3: well, this is exactly the point. So there's no reason mm. like, a Crew or a Grimsby couldn't get to the top of the premiership mm. if they oh. had somebody with an infinite back pocket. Payrolling them all the way along. Oh,
1: that Did, happened to Blackburn, didn't it? Yeah, in the 90s? exactly.
3: It happened to Chelsea recently. They were a big club Deanna. anyway. But the with the football fact. Yeah, but <laughs> I know. don't be
1: sexist. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be
3: watching too. Much daytime it's daytime. Not TV, sexist. See, I think he was pointing just at no, you. No, you've never not expressed any, any interest in football. Just trying football to just for
1: trying years deflect I've it. I've known
2: you, and you've gone straight in with the Blackburn. I,
1: I have an infinite mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well
2: done. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell too much on stars because we can get a bit. But one question. Last. question question about stars if i may um is i think it's quite interesting you mentioned there about chefs killing themselves to get to a certain point and there has been a bit of a pushback a reaction and people um giving you know uh giving away their stars and saying don't want it anymore um can't deal with it or want to go a different way um what is your what is your thoughts on that is that understandable um no i think it's all oh, the publicity it's just
3: done. Um, right well it is (laughs) I I agree no you you can't give stars back they give them you you don't pay to be in their guide they decide whether or not if you don't want your stars then change what you do and you'll lose them like you don't need to tell them you want to give them back you don't need to call the papers and say I am no no yeah like if you're if you're if you're of the level of a two star three star restaurant then you know you you. You really need those stars to, to operate at that level because that's what's going to draw those customers in because that, that's what those kind of customers look for is the star. They're not going to know about you unless you've got the, the accolades. So to say I want to carry on what I'm doing, but I don't want my stars having back, that's, well, that's ridiculous because then you're just basically going to kill your business.
2: And nobody's interested in start, especially in the north now, because there's the the top one hundred restaurants in the northwest seem to be the north restaurant guide confidential's own restaurant yeah, guide. Clear, and nobody, clear, nobody's by bothered by
0: northerners for northerners. Nobody's bothered about Michelin anymore Since that's come
2: about, <laughs> so
1: that yeah. moves us. That moves us neatly away from from uh, Michelin because we were, we're, we, wanna mm, so we want to talk about you, and we want to yeah more <laughs> there's more there's you. A bit of crumpet. So. Take us back to the beginning. Let's go back in time. Right. Um because you didn't kind of land in central Manchester having your own restaurant. So where did it all begin? So where are you from and had what was your first
3: cooking job and what's the kind of journey well, onwards? It, ironically it did begin in Manchester because I'm from Manchester. From Orange Shore originally. Um Born, born and bred. Small, a small, small cheer. <laughs> <a> very, <laughs> I mean, very weak. I mean, that was weak like cheer. It sounded bro. like the um, the crowd at Crew. Ex- Alexander, there, didn't Oh, it. you jumped in there. I was literally <laughs> going to be on that. One. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I I started. Uh, I grew up in Onshore, um, and I wanted to. I wanted to be a chef for. Well, as long as I remember, I know it sounds cliche, but. Um, yeah, I can't remember wanting to do anything else. Obviously got advised against it through all my careers, um, choices at school and everything like that, um, because it's a, a, a daft uh, career choice, as they'll all tell you. But, you know, I always felt like I was I got told by my English teacher, actually. Yeah, I was stood up his last kind of like English lesson of, of the whole of school. And we stood up and I never really got on with her very well anyway. Um, oh, she never got on with me. You know, I'm, not, I'm not sure which way around it is. She I bet a, she's sorry now, yeah, watching well,
1: GBM. Well, well, dad, she's
0: probably not
3: around anymore, to be honest. Um, she, <laughs>
1: what, what the hell did you do? <laughs> no, no, she was
3: She was just... Um, she was aged at that point. Um, so <laughs> she said to me, what are you going to do? And I was, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go and be a chef. And, she was, oh. and this is someone who's like, basically, you know, uh, had me... Well, she'd have been caning me if it was in your day, Matt, but um, for years, and she said... Uh, should I said, hey. oh, you're far too... He off. pays for that now. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> right to enjoy. You that. You
0: had to get... Uh, I could see your eyes. That there. just yeah. happens. <laughs> One of your best pals is a professional <laughs> dominatrix, which is nice. know, a bit too fit. Well, unless you're sponsoring
1: the show, <laughs> pipe <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah.
0: yeah, no plugs. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> no plugs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> One of the, into too, <laughs> Yeah, too many plugs, if <laughs> honestly, <laughs> anything. Um, yeah. I once owned a hardcore porn TV station. Oh, oh nice. I, wondered about, when, I wondered when this would come out. About 20 years ago. I wondered when this would come out. And even then I didn't know what the butt plug was. They only found out about four years ago. Not on the personal so way. And he's, never, and he's never yeah, looked was Just don't look in his wardrobe. So uh,
1: back at school, it was the last day of term. On, everyone's yeah. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's throwing flour Consummate and eggs. professional there. Everyone's <laughs> throwing <laughs> flour and eggs at each yeah, other. Yeah. You're well, making a cake.
3: So no, she was, uh, she was like, you're far too intelligent to be a chef. And I said, well, actually, um, I think I consider myself quite intelligent. Probably a good point well, there. Well, no, I consider myself to be quite intelligent because I'm going to go and do what I want to do. Um, Because I think, and this is a lesson for anybody who's coming out of school or looking at the careers and stuff now, you've got to do what you want to do because otherwise you're not going to put your heart and soul into it and you won't be successful at it. From there I I just went to do an apprenticeship. So I was an apprentice at Bridgewater Hall for your friend and ours, Robert Kisby. Oh, uh, back in the day. Good no, in. you
1: told that story have last week. Get the Do last, uh, the last one. Brilliant.
0: The, 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 he turned. I know, It must have been last. Last time I said that I met him in a local butcher's shop. He's trained as a butcher. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: There you go. He was, look, uh, well, I, I had a lot of respect for him. He, he had his failings okay. like everybody does, but um, I learned how to cook under him, which is which is a big thing. He's no, a, a good cook. I learned how to cook properly. Um, and I did that for about three years, and then I went off to Germany for a year, just... Not not doing anything no most chefs are like, Oh yeah, I went to Germany and did like worked in a three star for a year. No, I went and worked in a pub. <laughs> or a beer keller as they call it over there. And um making we've got one of those yeah. Yeah, had had you know, like when you go to uni and then you have your year after and you just go and get plastered in Vietnam or something well I didn't went and did that in Germany um, and we had a bit of fun and to be honest I did learn quite a lot because they the, the, again the food culture over there is it far surpasses what we have over here so yeah, yeah. the Germans as being good chefs do no, you? No you don't Nobody does I'm just
2: thinking I think and that's a very British much...
3: thing to look down upon other people <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and say oh, well, we Brits, they're probably just all meat yeah. and potatoes. Well, look, you can see that in the food I cook now at the restaurant, and that's why I went back on Great Rich Menu to to, to showcase that. I just cook nice, hearty, simple, tasty, um, protein-driven food, which which hopefully you, you're going <clears> to <throat> enjoy eating. And that comes from, from everything I've done in my career. It's not, it's not about the kind of like, you know, nitrogen everywhere and fancy, tiny, teeny-weeny portions and these kind of indiscrets. Ingredients from where it's just about taking the best ingredients and cooking them the way you like to cook them.
0: One of the the problems I currently have with uh, of many uh, problems modern British cooking um, is this tendency to have ten or fifteen courses, yeah. as you're talking about with the nitro etc, etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and I think it's done by a lot of chefs who are actually following in or trying to follow in Rogan's steps, and it's like footballers coming on and, uh, you know, uh, wanting to play like Messi instantly. It doesn't happen. It's all shit.
3: No, I I think it's difficult because it is a style of, of of um dining that has developed and it mm-hmm. comes from everywhere it's like the new nordic you know a trillion tiny things the majority of them are tiny because they're disgusting so you don't really want any more than <laughs> a <alpha>. mouthful <laughs> and it and it all comes from making the dining experience interesting so yeah. again it comes down to food culture y- your average person isn't just going to go to a restaurant just because it does an amazing dover soul which sounds silly i know but realistically it's not they're going to go because especially around the northwestern manchester i found they're going to go because they want a good time and if the food's amazing on the back of it then that's a bonus so really it's about making it really interesting for people and kind of wowing them to the point where oh it's amazing i had 32 courses it's like yeah and how many of them can you remember it's like um i remember the first one and the last one like everything else is a bit of a you know bit of a blur, but it's not that it does, and that's not to sound derisive of it. It's it's just that is the experience, and that's mm. what people want. They want this kind of like mind blowing, non understandable thing. And it's funny you say it because I'm what you know the way I've been going is completely the opposite direction. You talk about the experience element, and I think um,
2: it's definitely part of it. And and so many so many people now go out, and everyone's taking photos of the food um which sometimes annoys, yes sometimes doesn't but you you know there's definitely been a move towards making plates mm-hmm. more yeah. uh you know more presentable for the photograph and they say for the gram yeah. um now i don't imagine that you've kowtowed to that but is there something you know when you're putting designing a menu designing a plate where you where you think that needs to look a certain way because people are going to take a photo of it, and yeah. social media has become such a huge marketing opportunity that you 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 do add perhaps little elements or take elements away just to make it good for that photo. Yeah,
3: I, th- I think your sensible restaurateur would probably look at that and say, well, that's an opportunity to make it you know more appealing on on social media and stuff. But I I don't personally I don't conform to that. I I I eat with my eyes shut. When when I'm at my restaurant, that's that's you know if I'm trying a dish if I'm tasting a dish we we eat it first Open with our mouths to and our tongs. <laughs> um, we don't we don't look at it first, you know, and then and then we work out with what the way the dish is perfectly. We then work out how it will be presented best on the plate afterwards. So I see a, I see a, a, when I'm creating dishes and I'm, I'm I'm putting new dishes on the menu things like that. I'm seeing the flavours first. I'm thinking what I want the dish to taste of. And then when we get to it, I worry about what it looks like afterwards. Which which is a bit counterintuitive because a lot of the time I am the first time I put a dish on the menu, it's a bit like oh, looks a bit shit there, doesn't it? But but you can guarantee that it tastes amazing. And and realistically that's why I now basically all my dishes are are kind of like a, a version of a little stew. You know it's it's protein-driven, so you've got a really nice piece of meat on there or fish with with a sauce over the top Mm. that's got lots of things in it. Because really, it's it's about getting that dish and and eating it as a whole and thinking, wow, that's you know the flavour is amazing. And that that, that's what I'd say to everyone: if you if you come and eat with me, just you know eat. When your dish gets there, yeah, look at it, but eat with your eyes shut. If you bother watching Great Rich Menu. Which... No, we've all watched it. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I totally yeah. watched yeah, it. Yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah. You might have done by the time this goes out, but yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking well, you about. We watched yeah, yeah. it just as you listened to yeah. our first podcast. Well, it's about to be, like, world famous, so you need to get it. But the, yeah, my first, my starter dish of Great Rich Menu this time is um, Tater Ash, which is a, a take on your, your Northern classic, which everyone else in the country knows as corned beef hash because we're a bit posher up here we use real meat don't we mm. um, yeah, yeah you know <laughs> yeah, absolutely um, butcher. The butcher yeah, but corned corn beef in was
1: a... real before it, someone packed well you're saying that, you exactly, say that. it was
0: actually sure. real before the second world war was, was, yeah. that's <laughs> right <laughs> then rationing came in and what yeah. my uh, bloody we, germans we, we, had, yeah. we had 36 butcher shops there and what my granddad used to do was to get a little of that fray bent off the americans used to send it to us ton, mm. tons and tons of it break it down get a little of stock and jelly into it and uh, double the size of it. So. <laughs> hey, at this <laughs> point, if, if you're and... all
1: playing uh, confidential podcast bingo, uh, please can you mark the square where Mark talks about having been a butcher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <That's the> <laughs> annoying, <laughs> yeah. I always get this. Um, yeah. I, I, think... need to, I need to forget about, uh, uh, about that. As long as yeah. you
2: don't talk about uh, riding pigs and doing them in on a Friday
0: night for That's... a bet. No, it's Friday afternoon, actually, after we had a few pints in the top, For a bet, yeah. of fun, actually. Let's <laughs> not well, yeah. yeah. go night. there again. Do you think it's going to go back to a start of main course of the pudding? Um, because d- I've, I've had some amazing food in France in the last few days. that's centered on that basis. Yeah, like you said, it, got, it swings around about, you know, things come around and things go
3: around it. Eventually, you know, everybody will get bored of all these massive, long, mm. you know, tasting menus with little teeny weeny bits and bobs. And, and who knows what the next thing will be? You know, I'd like to think that. You know, I might be at the forefront of
0: something, the and uh, you time. know, Adam, but... Adam. can I tell you something? <laughs> if you want if, absolutely nice. millions and millions and millions of minutes of free publicity yeah. uh, towards the end of this August, just put roast grouse on the menu. Red sauce <laughs> and those little crisps and yeah, a yeah. nice gold, yeah, game gravy. Yeah. I'll come and make love to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. a
1: way to not do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's grass <laughs> off the <laughs> menu. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's
0: Talk that's about an gross
3: incentive rather yeah. than grass. <laughs> <yeah. don't you? laughs>
2: I'd like to speak about reviewing because we've got a couple in the room. Um, now, I think, as we meant, Deanna, you mentioned in the last podcast, everyone is now a reviewer. You know, you've trained, you worked very hard, got to where you are, and then somebody comes in, and they're not really qualified, and they've been in a job six months, and they probably can't boil an egg, um, but they're suddenly been put on this pedestal that can pass judgment on you, who you know has, has worked, and you're at the top end of your career, or for example, some trip advisor, knob end who thinks they're suddenly yeah. thinks they're Michael Winner, yeah. um, and it's it's unlike, you know, you get theatre reviews, you get film reviews, you get TV reviews but it's unlike any other position really in that you can get so many people coming in and critiquing you at your profession. I mean, most people don't get look over the look over the shoulder at the desk and say you're spreadsheet shit
3: mate. Yeah. Um I mean that's got to bother you, hasn't it? Um I, I you've got to take it all with a pinch of salt. I think you don't, you know, especially when, when you have a bit of a public profile, I think you just got to accept it that people are going to have their opinion. Um, and social media is even worse for that because people, it's almost like because of the anonymity of it, you know, people are willing to say anything on social media and they, they try and inflate and exaggerate the way they're saying it as well to make it blunt and straight to the point. So I think you just got to go with it. I, you can't be arrogant about anything. You know, I don't know better than anybody else just because I've done it for so long. And and the beauty of, of these days with cooking, especially with running restaurants, is that you... I, as a chef, have the ability um, to to cook exactly what I want to cook in the way I want to cook it. I don't need to conform to anything or anybody. People will come. Some people will like it. Some people won't like it. And what you'll end up is if you're still in business in two years, you'll be feeding people who do like it consistently. Um, and I think if you get too worried about exactly what people are saying, then you know it's a slippery slope, so you should stay well away from it. But in the same respect, I, try, I do try and look at, I do try and listen to every single comment that we have because I think there's a grainy truth in everything, no matter whether you want to know it or don't, or you want to accept it or not. You, you should always understand that somebody's, everybody has an opinion for a reason. So, if you can take a little bit of something from everybody and just, you know, play with your your your, your offering consistently, you know, and, and ignore the things that are clearly like a load of rubbish, but take on board the things that are. You know, relevant, and it'll just make you better as a chef and a, and as a restaurateur and as a, and as an everything else anyway. So, it's like being a you know a footballer in a way. You you can't listen to what the seventy thousand people around you are screaming and shouting at you, but you know you do need to. You, you probably it's probably worth listening to uh, Alan Shearer on Match of the Day when he's saying, well, you know, if it had just looked at these and that. So
1: it's not the amount of critic, it's the quality. It just depends on their experience, if it matters to you, if you kind of recognise them as as someone like Mark who goes to France and eats in, you know, aspirational restaurants and has years of experience, or it's just, you know, some trip advisor person mm. who and also like you say sometimes i was you i, have... I was
0: thinking was there a bit of a compliment coming out just a little bit just, do, just do just do just massive. whatever you do it it don't just, cook in some grouse listen, yeah listen a <laughs>
3: <laughs> compliment it just wasn't an yeah. insult <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah correct <laughs> and it's a good point everybody needs a critic because if everybody gets um the trumpet blown all the time then nobody's going to mm. understand that they have the you, know, you need humility. You need a and bit more. Well, yeah. I call
1: that the Michael Jackson effect.
3: This oh, is, this hold is, on, this was before this all be the. No,
1: this was before all the shenanigans.
2: Shenanigans is that what we call them? <laughs> it triv-
1: feels like trivializes it maybe a little bit.
2: <laughs> Dial
0: nine nine nine. Okay, call go it on. the Michael Jackson goes with this. effect yeah. because
1: if. If you, if you don't have anyone that says no to you or mm. at least questions you, mm-hmm. you're just going to end up in a massive mess, you know, with your own fair grounding that, That's why you... Yeah, garden, and no one's so dressing like that and, the and the having system. too much plastic surgery. You several, know, someone just needs to, to balance you out <laughs> if you can't be your own what critic. It? It's,
3: it's the reason why most countries don't have royal families anymore, isn't it? Because, you, you know, people just get... You know, if you get told yes all the time, you don't know mm. what a bad decision is and then you make a lot <clears> of bad decisions just because you think it's what you want. So, yeah, it's, it's critique is relevant. It's very just deep, the way very you deep, take that. it. Very deep, I'm a very deep, deep person. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, impressed it's a deep, with one, it's deep, deep thinking, Like you know, my English teacher said, yeah, I a very should, intelligent person. should have told you <laughs> I shouldn't no, have been should a <laughs>
2: chef. Too intelligent to be a chef. Obviously, all the chefs <laughs> listening and there are tens of thousands of you, we're not knocking your intelligence whatsoever. Know, uh, I'm not. My, my English, teacher was. Yeah, English teacher was. Your English teacher. Are you, are she you, a you a being dick. a bit
0: woke there? Uh, are you being uh, woke? <laughs> <laughs> hey? Hey? What a right
2: <laughs> woke. Oh, somebody's somebody's there. What woke
0: means? Hey. So, is it? What does woke mean? Woke uh, means oh, you're God. a twat. Oh, really? All right. <laughs> Basically, uh, you got no, a, no. and you got a beard, but at least you're not I a twat.
2: I think it's something to do with taking offence easily or trying to be um, trying to be too PC.
0: okay. Is it? Is that right? Overwoke. I made pace my woke. own thing. That's post woke you pre-woke. I'm sort of... You're uh, anti-woke. Pre... No, pre-woke. Do you ever think... Do you know something that I quite like to go outside, get my own restaurant, 110 covers... Cook's and, juice. uh I'm not and, sure about uh, the 110 covers. Well, but whatever. 160, <laughs> I think, 10, yeah, whatever. I, I know where you're coming I and think start again with a uh, you know,
3: completely different yeah, mindset. Look, I think... Um, Corned beef, maybe. I think I've, I've been doing a certain thing for a while now that that... The French isn't my restaurant. It's, um, mm. it, you know, I'm the patron of it. So I operate it yeah. on behalf of the hotel in my, in my guise and under my name. Um, so I'm responsible for, ma- for managing it. Um, but it's by no means my restaurant. I only take out yeah. of it what I take out of it. So there, there is scope there. There is a next step. There is a next level. So, you know, yeah, that, that will happen one day. And, and absolutely, in this, this day and age, I would open a, a restaurant. I would just be very careful about what I did and where I did it. Yeah. um you know and I, I you know looking at what kind of operation i was going to open i i did, there's certain things i would do with with my own kind of backing and my own input and there's other things that i would do or i would only do if i had the backing of somebody with with deep pockets who just wanted to to help open an operation so it's it's the situation you get into i think the city centre in particular which is probably what we're talking about uh, yeah. in, in this context is an absolute nightmare at the moment. And unless you can open something which is 200 covers plus so that you can do everything on Saturday and do nothing midweek mm. and be quite happy with it, then, yeah, I wouldn't go near it. But I, I would, you know, I, I'd i look at something in the city centre if I could do that, you know, if I could do a casual option, which is is kind of what, you know, has is, is been very appealing to me f- for a long time because, I, you know, there, there is a, a massive opportunity to that side of my cooking because it is you know it's hard sometimes it's hard for me to fit it into the the, the or as everybody calls it the fine dining or you know, you know like the high-end refined food side yeah. because my, my cooking is quite hearty and casual so um the the
0: it would be relevant to have a bit of an outlet on that side the three-star chef in uh outside of lyon george blanc has opened um and it's been there for three or four years um maybe a year longer and it is basically a um one of our state restaurants i suppose mm. but but it's it's a lovely format and the food is beautiful and it's rammed and it's rammed all week and uh i was interviewing the uh the, the general manager who's a Diamond. and i said um, right it's been over five six years now you know why why haven't you uh, done more he says he can't be asked Yeah, uh, <laughs> in French, yeah. he's making the right load of money here, and, and it's uh... that's true
3: though, it's like it's greed comes into it sometimes yeah. you know why why do you need loads of things? Why do you need to open a seven uh, you know outlets everywhere you know it's 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 two sided it's either because you're greedy and you want more mm. or it's because you know you need to operate on a multi site operation because yeah. some sites won't <clears> be making any money one day and other sites will be so You know, you just have to balance it out. I think it's, like I say, it's a situation you get yourself into. It's difficult in Manchester because no matter how up and coming and vibrant everybody thinks it is, there's still a a bit of a small town mentality where people don't eat out in the city centre midweek because they don't live in the city centre. They eat out at weekend because that's when they come into the city centre. They come into the city centre midweek to work. And if you want to know where's busy on a Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday lunch, maybe not Friday because that's maybe where people might treat themselves, but, you know, go to Subway, go to Pret-a-Manger, go to, I don't know if they can even say these things, Ooh. go, yeah, go. You can. I, worry about I quite it. like Pret-a-Manger to <laughs> yeah, but, be fine, I'm yeah, but, not
0: getting on Subway.
3: Yeah, but this is the point, like, go to everywhere <clears throat> that is £5 a head because that's what people... They, don't quite have the expendable of income or the, the interest to be going out and having big interest in meals. That's why I just don't bother with lunches because it's, it's, yeah. it's painful to see... But them surely with people. the thousands and thousands of apartments that have gone
2: up in Manchester over the last few years and tens of thousands that are coming in the next 10 years, um, the idea that people only come in at the weekend Steve. So surely that's changed. I mean, you've... It, I think it will change. I don't think it has It hasn't has already. Because you mentioned before Manchester City Centre's a, a nightmare at the minute. Um, and I just wondered if you kind of expand on that a little bit. Because obviously a lot has opened. Um, a lot has opened in terms of bars and restaurants. Yeah. Um, and thousands of people have moved into City Centre. Mm-hmm. So you'd say, well,
3: that's that's good, isn't it? So when you say a nightmare, what do you mean? Well, I mean, what you said just said is fantastic. You know, we, you have all those and that's what i said it is very vibrant and it is very um there's a lot going on and it's very up and coming but it's up and coming so in the next 10 years or so it might be getting towards where some parts of london are where people actually live work and play all within the city center or within a, a certain area but at the moment you've got the center where everything is and then you've got the very outskirts where the actual commuter suburbs are where the people with the expendable income are the people who, for me, the people who live in the centre at the moment are students and postgrads and people like that who either don't have the expendable income or
0: don't want to spend it. So just in a matter of interest, um, what do you think of um, Gary Usher coming in? Uh, I think he does, uh, you, I'm going to say wreckfish is obviously a very successful restaurant in the middle of mm. um, Liverpool. Um but do you think um, if it was you, would you have stuck to doing um, suburbs? Because I would have done. I wouldn't have opened no, in the th- city centre. I,
3: th- I think for Gary, it's the right direction. I think it's. I think that's fantastic for Manchester. Mm. That's um, a chain-style restaurant that's run by an independent operator, which is is focused on, you know, quality of product, um, and it is a risk for him, especially in that site around that area but i think he's got enough of a profile and enough um attraction to draw people in you know it's kind of gary brings that destination kind of element to his businesses where people will go purely because it's gary usher and it's sticky you know sticky warner and it's elite bistros of the world and, and whatever else it is that he called it um but in in another way, it's it's really annoying because that's the exact kind of operation that I'd probably do if I did something casual, um, because I think it's exactly what Manchester needs. You know, just something nice, easy, proper cooking, um, not trying to set the world on fire, but just doing really interesting proper cooking in a really nice setting. Um, yeah. I think he'll I think he'll do really really well. But I still think he'll be under the cosh um, of that kind of like. Manchester scenario which we've just spoken about like everybody else's yeah well we've got through a lot there but I think Deanna wanted to
2: round off I was hoping we
0: wouldn't do this because I know she's going to take the piss out (laughs) 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 Uh,
2: right we're gonna we'd like to end although we're gonna do this and then we've got a few reader questions have we Hayden Yes, let's just say yes, we have. Uh, we're going to end... Make some up. There's yeah, a, we'll make some up. There's a fellow in his
0: room who's just been asleep got, for the past yeah. hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wondered why he was doing it.
2: Um, we're going to end with a little uh, chef versus critic. A timeless uh, timeless <clears throat> rivalry. Uh, it's a chef versus critic game that we're calling Chef. That's you, Adam. Uh, right. Versus critic. And That's you, Gordo, uh, take it. Let's go. take it away, Diana.
1: Bit of a big build up that for this. Thank you. I'm afraid um, you
2: can call me your hype man. Right, is it, so Is it like the, quick so response. The, response the rest
1: kind, yes, it is uh, like the stir fry bit. You uh, know, a quick, quick cooking, quick fire round. Whereas you know, the other two hours we've been talking has been a bit, you know, <laughs> slow burning <laughs> ponderous. I've, I've so only got one o level just to wake you up a bit. It's all about food, your subjective, oh your God. area of expertise. <laughs> right, so French it's qu- quick fire. Uh, we're gonna start with um, we're gonna start with Adam first on this one. <laughs> Describe the co- components of the best ever bacon sandwich. Uh,
3: smoked bacon. Um, I like streaky, but a, a nice um, a nice loin mm. steak could be nice. Thin cut, um, crispy edges, an oven bottom, butter and ketchup, and generous dashing of black pepper.
1: Mark?
0: Well, it's um, it's soft, doughy Warburton's, thick-sliced, low butter that's been out of the fridge for about an hour. <laughs> have, you, that's, that's, have you got any thic- real ingredients to put it? <laughs> thickly, <laughs> thickly spread are on it. It's got yeah, Adam's to, whipped his it's, own it's, butter. milked the cow. All we've spoken about got, is like quality it's, quality it's, of cooking it's and it's produce Wal-Burtons two hours in now. Day yeah. Day. Yeah. It's actually three, three little pigs, crispy... Um, yeah. Smoke bacon. To be fair, I like a little bit of butter lettuce on it as well. You know, to give it a bit of lettuce. difference. That's, not, that's that a BLT. Like, well, not quite. Are you putting so tomato on it? I just it? no. I will leave the tomato out unless I'm in Italy, where the tomatoes are good enough to be on my bacon <laughs> sandwich. And <laughs> no, because because the Lurpak's taken yeah. up like <laughs> and then, all then, the space. Then, then we have no, no, because you've got Heinz um, tomato sauce. All the And then I you know, put yeah. the you put the other pieces. Oh, uh, you get a box of like Warburtons sliced? thick-sliced white bread on it, but you can't finish until you got your palm on top of the whole of the sandwich and squashed it right there. Oh. And then give it a bit of that. Do then cut I, it do, I do agree,
3: a bit of a squash. Yeah. Yeah. I do do you know what I have started doing as well, not to drag it on a bit, is is. I used to only have butter, but I butter the bottom bit, then put my bacon on and my ketchup, and, like generous ketchup and uh, black pepper, and then the top half a dip. So, you know, rub it on your tray and get all your... Oh, oh God, I think he's taking up. it, top it. Oh, horny, and then that honey, goes on top. Right. Deanna, <laughs> who who's, who
2: won that one? Do you
1: know what I was? I was with I was with Mark until he said lettuce, yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then that that was the end of that. But you know, I, good. to I like it how we're all we're all agreed. Well, I'm, I I assume we're all agreed on red sauce has to be red, not brown. Yeah. Well,
2: Mark had a me at example. squash, but then Adam had me at rub. Mm. So for me, it's probably Adam there just for the rub at the end because I think he took it. But Mark was close with the squash. Diana, you're, you're the... You're the... Who's the deciding... Casting vote. Casting vote. Uh,
1: you're the Darcy Boss. Do you know what? Because you... Seriously, because you both had really... Excellent points to make. I'm going to call that one a draw. I, just, oh. I feel okay. like
3: there's a certain amount of arse-licking going on. <laughs> here. Yeah. You know, you, you, no, no, one, really. One of these guys <laughs> employs you. <Yeah. laughs> no, no, we're no not gonna, really.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And they're the pressing, you. you know, yeah. it,
1: was, it was a good
2: point. Okay, one Palo, on. One he on. said it first, Adam. So, Both right. good bacon sandwiches. Well done.
1: Uh, right. Because I expect he's more of a, an expert in this area, I'm going to go this question to Mark first. What's your go-to hangover dish?
2: Hmm. Bacon sandwich. Yeah, Save yeah.
0: Us a bit of time. you're just the same <laughs> question one. We'll, we'll just answer. edit it. Yeah. just use the same answers. And... It's a it's a good there's a good point in that for hangovers to be fair. Um, but what I normally do is um, is not a dish in itself, but a tequila sunrise. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's gone from uh, A hair of the dog. Yes. <laughs> Let's let's get it battered with yeah. some fruit juice in you battering them, but I, I have to say also, I have recently in my life come to uh, come to porridge, <laughs> porridge, <laughs> and uh, in the nicest possible way. And oh, I get you, I get <laughs> extra salt. That was top, that was salt. One, that was top of the one, rations one, list one, during the one, Second World War. One, 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 one mug um, of of oats, not Scots porridge oats. I think that's shite, and. Um, <laughs> The, I think Jordans are the best because they're... Um, I think they're This is the quick film. fire. Yeah. Did you not quick <laughs> fire round? All right, well, I won't tell you how to make well, porridge. Tequila and you. porridge? It's oh, not a strong answer.
2: That's that's, 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 that this is his is
1: answer. Yeah, this yeah. Is Adam, over here, Adam. to you.
3: Uh, well, to be honest, I'd agree with him away, um, but it's Bloody Mary, isn't it? Because that's what it was designed for. There's nothing better to soak it up than um, than a, uh, a, a, a small burger meal from McDonald's. You no, know, like just a that's out so, Reed out of the I know, french i know but there's a reason number, for that is because it's so right. it's it's it such a generic sandwich. it's such generic crap mm. that it's basically like eating a sponge yeah and it'll just soak everything up and then a, a some nice sugary um draft coke I so think actually they both words lose that in your round. Mouth. I do. Yeah. I do. Thank yeah. you, David. It's yeah, a good. draw, yeah. but a yeah. negative draw. Okay. well up. Still.
1: Right. But I'm just going to skip the next yeah. question and go the back to it. The rules of this
3: because game because
2: are very
1: vague. <laughs> because <laughs> can you tell yes. it's the first
3: time we've played it? <laughs>
1: Welcome yeah. to the, we the confidential yeah. podcast. Yeah. We've
2: not been yeah. like, yeah. like I'm confidential sure before, have we? We rehearsed for five seconds before coming into this room.
1: So I'm just going to skip the next question and go back to it because you partly answered it. Guiltiest food pleasure. What do you oh, eat when no. no one's watching?
3: No, I've got that down to a T. It's a spam boy, spam on toast, oh, spam on toast. And Adam's toast. back, <laughs> spam butty. spam on toast. What so, with, the, with the same garnish as the, uh, as the bacon boy, which
1: buddy. was not lettuce. No, <laughs> no. no, spam <laughs>
3: butty. Can you
0: can you outdo spam boy? Well, guiltiest
1: uh, food pleasure. What do you eat when no one's watching? Well, well we've all we've seen you eat today. most <laughs> things. <so. laughs> let's let's, let's go it, back
0: to the uh, the Waltersons bread. Brad. Uh, white, squishy, of course, and then what I get is a bag of them T-bone crisps. What are they called? The Ridge crisps. That's and uh, the, state, like the state.
1: Oh, McCoy. Crinkles. It is McCoy. Yeah, it is, McCoy. Yeah. Well, so
0: bag of them on there, low buttered up, of course, on there, and then corned beef. Put the corned beef oh, on top, and then I get Christmas. a load of I get a load of uh, I get a load of pickled oh, onions, and I slice oh, them quite thinly. That's Spread big them shit. across across the top, and then mm. the key to it all. Is Heinz salad dressing. <laughs> Squirt that. Then salad cream. Bang on top. Mm. Salad cream. That's the one. Uh, cut it in half. And then you've got to be giving it that in front of the telly with the uh, Graham Norton show. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to jump in. Here. Like, I, I get
3: that. I, I agree with you. That sounds delicious because it's the kind of thing I'd eat. It's not really a guilty pleasure, that is. It? It's just a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Just a putty.
1: It's got a vegetable matter in it with the onion, so it's feeling guilty. It's like, you
3: don't have a sandwich without crisps on it anyway. Yeah, like, If it's a cold sandwich, you've got to have crisps. I right. think the guilty pleasure Salad is perhaps cream the Graham,
2: Graham Norton show. A pretty good onion. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the worst thing. <laughs> I bloody love the Graham You sat in your undies and your wife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, Diana, I'd give Mark that. Just I,
1: I, I I think so too. Yeah, sorry, Adam.
2: Oh, that's, Mark, Mark don't goes to the one that. ahead. I don't agree with that. So. Obviously. <laughs>
1: Most expensive cooking disaster you've ever had, Adam. Um, that's a
3: good question. Um, Thanks, just doing my job. Okay. No, no, it's, <laughs> I'd say it's because it, uh, it's it's pretty much done. You're yet. a good cook. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't. Yeah, cheers, mate. Uh, oh, we're
2: all great at what we hey. do. Well done, everybody.
3: I don't, I honestly can't answer that. I don't. I don't. Really, no. You must have cocked up a service. It's, it must have cost
2: people walked out. I don't know. That's expensive. No, no, no. Well, no not like really, the, because I'd
3: have probably you got really like be a where whole... I am now if I'd like <laughs> <Don't> absolutely ruined <laughs> okay, my sorry, job I'm at some point. But don't
1: that. you get better from your mistakes? Yeah, mm. yeah
3: you do. That's probably why so what most... i what was the to get. <laughs> 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 okay, I feel like you don't want to fess <laughs> up I, here, To be honest. There must have been something... Um, uh, uh, it's probably I, I've probably screwed up a line of uh, like a line of Venice you know maybe
1: like Mark's but there's nothing
3: that comes to maybe mind maybe Mark's honestly.
1: story which I think I know what this is which I inspired, inspired is. the question
2: does it involve um, a, a, a <laughs> luxury uh, department store does, in London it
1: does yeah, so it doesn't one of my yes. favourite as Mark's stories and it might inspire you to y- you know you've, you've, right. you give you the your answer here. do you also hear it question. yeah but then I thought you know what Adam might if, might be able to no, top it with a there. big no. foie gras left under very the sensible. grill. Go on on mark.
0: No, okay. Um, whenever I'm in London, uh, I go to Harrods and I buy veal Posch liver. Twat. Sorry to all you uh, vegans and what have, it, uh, have you out there. Um, so, a calf's liver, and it's beautiful with bacon fried in the pan. That's about your lot with that. And uh, a chicken, which I have to tell you is a breast chicken. These chickens are brought up in woods, very special, magical woods with fairies in them. And the fairies come out and massage these chickens every day and kiss them. And they just come out, they're fantastic chickens. And uh, they they come along dressed, still got their heads on, as it happens, and everything. Two harrods, and uh, they're about 75 quid each. Which is a bit on the dear side for a chicken, as we all know. 75
1: pounds for one chicken. All right, no, I just wanted to hold that thought in people's minds, carry on.
0: Um In fact much. I was going to I was going to ask Adam If he can cook a chicken um, <laughs> Can you roast a chicken lad It's Henry V have Said you, a, a uh, poulé in every pot I'm just going to
3: go back to you. you have You haven't watched The latest series Of <laughs> Great <laughs> British Menu Have you No Right well, I'm just going to leave that Yeah, yeah I'm <gasps> guessing you cooked a chicken Ooh. When you catch up <laughs> Just just readdress that question Okay,
0: okay. Oh, yeah. So I'll, I should watch that anyway Spoiler So uh, yeah. On the sun so I, I was uh, cooking this chicken Back at home um, and uh, I'd uh, been to the pub um, at lunchtime and uh, only had two or three pints but put the chicken on when I got back, put the timer on and uh, to roast soft. and i have you know, got a nice bit of Lurpak butter, fresh herbs <laughs> yeah, and bloody all the rest of it. I bloody love Lurpak. Are you sponsored by Lepak's great. Anyway, <laughs> so banged it in the, in, in, in the oven and fell asleep. And the fucking chicken was, was literally on fire by the time I woken up. In fact, the the, the 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 smoke woke me up with the alarm going mental. So it was inedible. Seventy five quid.
3: The real the real question to that though is because what I do is, did you actually try and eat some of it just to make sure that you've got... <laughs> a little bit of your money? because that's why I'd be, I'd be digging right down to the middle yeah, to see if I could get I'm going to at least guys, get exactly. two quid out of this. Um, right, this I
2: think is Mark, my... Mark, hold on, Mark wins that one. He's 3-1 up.
1: Well, you've got to admit, Adam, you've got to give the point to Mark, because you really... Yeah, no, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Are you happy with I'm, that? Okay, this is the final question. You've got to use your imagination
2: for Let's this Let's say one. that you can get two points from this, so Adam can bring it back.
1: If we were invaded by a very hungry alien species and you found yourself representing the human race in cooking, in feeding them, what one dish would you cook for them to keep them on our good side?
3: Roast chicken. There you go. Can't
1: have the same answer. That's <laughs> quick, fine. We don't trust you with a roast chicken <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, Mark. No, yeah, you can.
3: Go good roast chicken. A poultry response. Oh oh, oh, oh.
0: Good spaghetti carbonara. Oh cream or no cream
3: no
2: cream
0: oh
1: that, that is that is worth the point that no
2: cream i'm i'm gonna go adam we have to go Adam. Yeah. yeah well done
1: right. was that was that three all that's no it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't it was
0: four no. three to me what's the matter with you last goal you know, wins you've just just like you got to give me a pat on the bloody back, backman old man i've got to put it with you i pay all your wages you back to on two answers
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm afraid. I really am afraid to say that Mark did win that. So. Okay, well done, Mark. I well love the done. Anime. I <laughs>
0: love Adam. Come on now, Adam. You can do a bit of a clap that now. Looks,
3: Adam looks for you, man. Oh, no, me. you I mean, I just, I did point out how heavily biased the question. Yeah, is. yeah. And you got beaten by a man who can't cook, cook a chicken or a turkey. Um, Anything with wings. I've been
2: asked because we're very interactive, for uh, to ask some reader questions of oh, Mark.
0: Have we, have we got any? Uh, readers, we've got. we got. We've got, we've got, yeah, we've so got a couple. I'm going to ask the same question. We've got.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We've got a couple. Uh, we, uh, we forgot to ask if there's any really questions for Adam. Uh, we, we're learning, aren't we? Yeah. We're learning. It's only our second podcast. Um, and this is from our mate, Pat Carney. <laughs> ah,
0: Pat, I love it's, you, Pat. It I was supposed to be the I first do. podcast. Diana. do you want hey, to do? Hey, Hello. Pat. There hey, you Pat. Go. Pat, Pat. Do you know how many grass verges there were in Lyon and uh, big open spaces? Fucking none. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We'd always like to get a dig about Pat and Picky Lily Gardens into but every I love podcast. You, Pat. I love you, Pat. He wants to know, is, is Gordo a concept? I feel like we covered this a little bit in the last podcast, um, but he's, he, he's asked, is Gordo a concept?
0: Hmm. Now, it's quite a vague question. He didn't
1: listen to the last podcast, did he? he said he did. <coughs>
0: Gordo Gordo is um, is is a character. Uh, Can we not
1: just play the bit that
0: we yeah, recorded we did last yeah. week? Yeah, last week it back what, in. Yeah, what's the um, what's the Australian guy Barry Humphries? Da- Dame Edna. Not Dame <laughs> Edna. What's the what's the what's the fat, spotty, <laughs> sweaty Rolf guy that he's got? Uh, uh, the know. Australian attache. Uh No, did nobody know? Who are you no, talking Les? about?
1: No. Les.
0: Was it Les Patterson? I think so. Yeah, right. I'm lost. I mean, you know, obviously, I'm very suave, good-looking, about forty-three very good with women mm. and things like and that and, uh, and very good, good upsetting with upsetting women fat. yeah annoying <laughs> them <laughs> yeah. The fucker
2: so I'm sure Pat that answer your question is Gordo a concept thank you very much we've got one here from Adam Lee um, a big fan of Confidential. was that
0: from Pat that question yeah he
2: wants to know is Gordo a concept
0: Pat go not fuck off
2: <laughs> <laughs> right question <clears throat> this Who's is for, for both of you is the continually opening and shutting of eateries oh, I hate that word no Sorry, shall we just is not there a red buzzer that there? I can? Is there <laughs> a lever I can
3: pull? EJ, <laughs> okay, E-T's. The the Is
2: the opening? Continue opening, shutting.
1: What's the It doesn't mean anything. What does it mean?
3: Somewhere where you eat stuff.
1: Well, you mean a restaurant?
3: <laughs> the bath. Well, no, because it's Subway, a restaurant.
1: <laughs> it's a made up. Diner. It's a made up Ooh. word. Ooh. No, it's a made Ooh, up, up word. Actually, it's it's list not, list not everything's up. a
3: restaurant.
2: Right. Okay. Calm down, you two. Right, is it conti- I'll, I will finish this fucking question. Is a continually opening and shutting of eateries in the city a sign of a healthy and vibrant industry in Manchester, or, or is it a worrying sign of a lack of sustainability? Now, I do feel like you've, we've covered that a little bit. Do we want to just give an answer to it? I mean, he did
0: uh, use the word eateries. Well, no, I, I, I think it's uh, it's good, but it's indicative of uh, 80% of the idiots that open restaurants <laughs> yeah. because they'll go, oh, I can eat in an eatery. So I must be okay. I'll go and I'll go and own one. I mean, it's like the lovely, the lovely lads from the football lads um, who've given me a lot of pleasure in my life. The famous five, who um, class of ninety two, yeah. I mean, they they should stick to uh, giving advice on football, and not not um, getting restaurants because they've eaten out. Fucking give it up, lads. <laughs> so you were Leave talking? Alone. We're talking here about Gary Neville and Ryan Giggs Ooh. from GG Hospitality, Ooh. I think. Ooh. Would I say anything like that? Uh, well, but I mean, that's say, obviously, you're talking it, you about know, whoever I'm talking about. Jesus Christ, f not your game. Yeah, but they don't <laughs> they don't it do it the
1: cooking themselves, and they've they're in a it's position to be able point, to invest it? in Excuse you know me. talent, aren't they? I'm not a writer,
0: but no, we, know we, a know we know that yeah. we have to, we have to <laughs> edit <laughs> your articles. Correct. <Exactly. laughs> <Exactly. laughs> uh, One right. point? At the end of the day, he's paying his wages? Low pay, by the sounds of it. But
3: I think no. I think you're right in a way. Is that the the it, it's a sign of a healthy uh, market that that these places can open, but then it's also a sign of um, the, the the skill of the people opening them or the the longevity of them that they just close again. It's just it's just a dynamic market. That's just the way it is. One possibly
2: from one of our own employees to kind of pad this out a little bit. What does what do
0: restaurants in Leon have to do with Manchester Confidential? <laughs> well. What they do is they <laughs> teach us the uh, the high end of the cooking, so we can measure things. It um, recalibrates you as a restaurant critic, and when I find out who's asked that question, I'm going to fucking sack you.
2: <laughs> there we go. I think he's in the room. He's waving. Lovely. Taking take uh, that trip was an expense. Right, OK, I, I think we should sign off. So, uh, Adam, Great British Menu, uh, when are you on? I think I've asked you this before, you're not quite yeah,
3: sure. Yeah, f- first or second, well, it's the finals week, so first or, s- I've been on, I was on two weeks ago. Yeah. If you yeah, remember watching No, it. no, watched every um, bit of it. And, uh, the and you fi- won, that And I bit. Won, and you won, you won I, that I got, bit. Well, I got through, yeah, and um, the finals week is the, the the week after the last week of the region, so it's like the first or second week in May. Watch that? Um, listen to us subscribe
2: to us been told to tell you to subscribe to us Sub- subscribe to us download our app read everything we've ever done follow the if they listen to this wouldn't they already be subscribed no you can listen without subscribing That's go good. and no.
1: eat go. it Adam read it the French
3: yeah go. do that yeah, do that definitely but not for lunch do, do that, that a lot dinner Don't on go a for Tuesday when well, we, get the we, best we're members. open Friday and Saturday lunches Good. All get right. your plug in
2: uh, watch that listen to us subscribe there do that uh, watch this be happy goodbye